Have you ever felt so lost in your life that your soul feels so empty? Feeling the need to find that purpose and healing? Holy Crave Podcast is for anyone who is starting their journey through self-love or anyone who is embarking holistic healing, women who need empowerment, women who don't have a voice, women who want to jumpstart their journey in reaching their higher self. In each episode, I share bits size of my story of how I overcame an autoimmune disease and lessons I've learned in my life. We'll talk about how I had to unlearn old thought patterns that's not serving me anymore, fears I had to acknowledge and overcome one by one, recognizing my ego's self-limiting beliefs about my full potential, and having my mentors along the way who have helped me shift that mindset to tuned in, tapped in, and turned on to my most authentic self. Hi everybody, welcome back to Holy Craze Podcast. In today's episode, I have another guest who really influenced me in my dance journey. Also, in the way I see myself growing in that industry. She's one of the people who always bring light around her. She is a goal-getter. Very in tuned and tapped into her divine connection from the source. A multifaceted woman who dares everyone that you can be anything you want as long as you put your mind and soul into it. In this episode, we talked about her journey in dance to finding her way to NFL cheerleading auditions. She also shared some advice for someone who wanted to go on the same path of career as hers. She also shared her morning routine on how she manages to train for auditions and handle her business and other passions. She also imparted her biggest breakthroughs in life and spiritual awakening that catapulted her journey to living her most genuine and authentic self. So sit back and relax and let's hear from Delilah Abaya. Welcome Delilah to Holy Craze Podcast. So to get us started, can you tell us more about yourself today? I don't know where to start. I feel like (laughs) I have evolved in so many different ways and I have interests in like everything. So I guess in the last couple years, people kind of knew me as a bikini competitor. I did that for, I want to say 2013 to 2017. That's how a lot of people know me. From there, I started riding motorcycles. So I have my own motorcycle. And then I started dancing and now my YouTube channel is growing. And I started my own business with uh, these crystal water bottles and selling crystals. I am a person that wants people to see that you can change and you can evolve and your interests can grow. You don't have to put yourself in a box and you don't have to be what everyone expects you to be. You have to be true to yourself and let that take you where it wants to take you. (laughs) Yes, I love that. I love how you said like you don't have to box yourself with this society idea or like living of the the normal the standard living because like I used to be like that before and reason why I love for you to be in my channel because you're one of the people who inspired me especially in dancing and I want to talk about that because um I remember the day where you chose me to dance in a group that really ignited and I believed in myself ever since that day because I was like oh my God, you chose me and I just started dancing that day. So what is dance for you? And I know you started um, doing or training for NFL audition. So how did you transition from dancing to heels and to different genre? Dance for me was something that I loved watching as a kid. For whatever reason, I was obsessed with America's Best Dance Crew. So you think you can dance. Growing up, my best friend in like the sixth grade was this technically trained dancer that won all these competitions like what you would see on dance moms you know for some reason I thought that's something that you're like naturally gifted and talented with so growing up I just thought I like to watch dance but I don't know how to dance I don't know what an eight count is I don't know musicality I've never taken a class I always put myself in that self-limiting belief right that dance was meant for some people and dance wasn't meant for people like me come 2017 it was new year's resolution and I was like what's something that I've always wanted to do and I just I'm so afraid of I want to learn how to dance but there's this this fear this fear monster that was just hanging around me and I'm just like why am I so afraid the idea of like looking foolish the idea of being embarrassed the idea of 
being in a dance class with like 14 year old <laughs> kicking ass and I'm over here like I don't know what I'm doing once I realized that okay if you're uncomfortable being in a class what can you do to get over that and I thought why don't I just take private lessons. I found, her name is Kayla, and she runs Sassy Hip Hop. I found Kayla on her Instagram and then her website, and she taught private lessons. So I messaged her and I said, hey, I've never danced before. I've taken probably like one class and I felt really embarrassed, but I want to take privates with you until I feel comfortable going to your class. Whatever fear I had, I basically looked at like in the eyes and I said, what can I do to overcome whatever shame or fear I have? And the solution was to take private. What's so crazy was this was 2017 and she was a 49ers gold rush. It's full circle now that, you know, I, I had my journey with her. That was where I started. And in the videos I watch now, I had the habits of like looking at the ground and not at myself. And <laughs> I, I wasn't clean, but that's okay. I was having fun. And that's all that really matters is that you're having fun and you're enjoying yourself because yeah. through that, it doesn't matter where you're at as long as you're living in the moment. And so I grew there. I have always had this interest in heels. I thought it was just so sexy, so empowering, and I've always wanted to move like that. I started taking the heels classes and then I found Ashley. Yeah. So I started, you know, taking Ashley Wardley's choreography and I was like, dang, this is exactly the style that moves me, that feels like it's like my soul is living. I started taking classes with Ashley and I started progressing in heels. I felt so good doing that. And I remember the class where I started assisting her, which I never thought was in the cards for me. You know, she just saw that I was coachable. So I started assisting her. Once I was assisting her and she would say, hey, like you, if you want to do a group, you can pick whoever. And I saw that you were coming to all the classes. You were so consistent and you were living in the moment. I really saw you and I had that in common. Dance was just where it was our therapy and we felt yeah. good. We wanted to grow. And I was like, you know, what? I want to highlight you. I want you to feel good. And so I picked you that day. <laughs> I'm so glad it did because everyone needs that moment that just ignites them and that almost in a way validates their experience i okay you give me goosebumps and i feel like i'm getting emotional because reliving that moment i was the most insecure person ever the most hardest so when you chose me that day i was like wow like i don't really know her and she's so beautiful like she just like to be honest with you you bring so much light in you highlighting everyone around you and uplifting them and elevating them with you in your journey so that's why i that's what the biggest thing that i love about you and you're so down to earth and that day really i was like yes and this motivated me so much and watching your stories like how you highlight your wins and and your your opportunities for growth it also like it just a ripple effect to me that i was also looking forward for me to see myself like you because you you i i see how authentic you are because you never show you know defeat you you're just very goal getter like yes i i can do this and as a multi faceted person like what mm -hmm. advice can you give to someone who wanted to pursue a similar career or any you know like a venture that you are doing right now yes yeah, so sorry with the heels how the nfl kind of progressed from there was i saw myself growing and then i thought i want to improve and i couldn't get myself to go to ballet and jazz i started to get comfortable i know what i know for heels i like the choreography i feel comfortable in class and i noticed that delilah that was oh i want to do this because i'm afraid yeah i was no longer afraid again growth comes from overcoming your fears, yes. doing these things that you feel are challenges. I kind of felt, okay, I'm comfortable now. So how do I make myself uncomfortable? Okay, I want to do jazz and ballet and stretch more, but nothing was really lighting that fire under my butt. I actually have these books here and it's Grit and Mindset. And Tom Bilyeu talks about this on his show, Impact Theory. I have the books and I've read the books, but I also like to re-listen to them on Audible. There was one day I was driving to actually meet Tom Bilyeu. He did a book signing in Sacramento. So I drove there listening to Mindset. She reiterated the idea that with a growth mindset, you can do anything and everything. In that drive, I was like, what's something that I can do that will push me to grow and to show other people? You can literally do anything if you set your mind to it and your heart to it and it's aligned. I don't know where that seed came from, but it was from the <laughs> universe. It was like, why don't you try out for the NFL? Uh, this is 
so out of my comfort zone. Again, I did a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of heels. That NFL style is a lot of technical stuff. They do kicks, they do turns, and I've never really got that down. I could do probably like three quarters of a turn in a hip class. And I said, okay, this is going to help me push. Having something so big and so audacious and so scary, but at the same time, being brave enough to put it out in public gives you that social accountability. Yes. People know, okay, Delilah is putting her head down and like working towards this. I have to like be true to myself and do the work. You're watching my story and you're like, I wonder how Delilah is doing. I want to know if she's growing. Look at the classes she's taking. If someone is planning to do something and reaching their goals, I want to say that the biggest thing that's going to help them is to sit down and ask themselves why this goal is important to them. What do they have to lose? Because a lot of people don't have clarity with their goals. There's that fear that's kind of hanging out and they won't address the fear. For me, with this goal of auditioning, what could I lose? It would be okay, time, because I'm putting time into stretching and doing these jazz classes, doing these ballet classes, but I'm not really losing anything. I'm growing in the foundations of dance, which is going to help me with what I'm already doing, which is the heels classes. Fear of rejection. That's a huge one for so many people. And that stops you before you even get started. Fearing rejection. But I know that from my experience of doing bikini competitions, I flopped my first couple shows. Last place, didn't know what I was doing. Even though I failed, people were still rooting for me. People were still happy for me. I kept at it and then I ended up winning a big competition. Okay, the rejection should not be a fear, Delilah, because if I audition and I don't make it, guess what? There's another audition in the next year. You can continually get better. And then what's the other downside? I'd feel what embarrassed, right? Mm -hmm. That shame and embarrassment if I don't make it and like everyone's cheering for me so what people don't get it right the first time I feel like Instagram and society and makes people feel you have to get it right the first time you have yeah. to get it right the first time. no period nobody yes. nobody and here's the thing is we put the people who do get it the first time on a pedestal Mm. We put the people who nailed their first bikini competition the first time. We put the people who make the team the first time. Good for them. Honestly, no shade, no pettiness. I'm so happy for those people. But that's like the 1%. Mm -hmm. But that's okay if you're in the 99% that don't get it the first time because you're growing and that's all that really matters. So I feel like the growth mindset for anyone who's looking to set a goal that's like bigger than themselves to read mindset by Carol Dweck, take on that growth mindset, live it and know that it doesn't matter if you fail because that's where growth comes from. And it doesn't matter what the cons are because if you feel like the pros outweigh the cons, then it doesn't matter. What are the pros for me? It's I'm growing. I'm going to make all these friends auditioning, have the best time learning all these styles and I'm going to push myself. What could I win? I could one day potentially make an NFL team, which I never even knew was possible for myself. And I hope that, you know, for me, it fires people like you to be like, I want to be in a music video, which you were. (laughs) I want to host my own dance class one day, which you can. I want to go to LA and take these classes. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with having these goals. And it's okay if you stumble along the way, as long as you're still moving forward. So my best advice for anyone doing something like that is to live that growth mindset, embody it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Everything that you just said right there hits my soul. Cause like, I know, cause you live it too. I lived in that one too. Like I said, like I just started dancing a year ago and when I met you, it just like ignited so much fire in me and everything was just in a in a aligned place from meeting people one to another and that growth mindset that that really drove me to see myself and envision myself as like you said like everything is is gonna line up for you until you until you just like stop fearing that rejection and fear of judgment because I, I I felt that in the beginning like who am I trying a good audition in this music video who am I like you said for you for your NFL audition I felt the same way where I was so fearful of people's you know validation because is this like am I full fully credible to be in a music video for an artist that is so good I love that book I would definitely look into that haven't read it 
No, honestly, like, yes. the way you live is already like that book. It shows you that even for children, it's really important not to tell them, oh, you're so smart. Oh, you're so beautiful. Uh, you need to actually praise them for things they have control over, which is like, how hard they work and how well of a problem solver they are. Because we get to this point as like an adult where if we were always told we were smart and then we get a bad grade. Mm-hmm our whole reality shatters. But what's in your control is how hard you study or how hard you work. And you had asked me earlier how I include my spiritual work into like my day-to-day for myself to feel aligned. And and it took me a very long time, Cray, to get it right for me. But my morning routine is actually like a six hour. (laughs) I resonate with that. (laughs) Like it's not even a morning routine. Me too. (laughs) So what my day looks like, and I call this body, mind, and soul. Okay. Every day I need to take care of my body, mind, and soul. And I actually really like doing it in that order. Mm -hmm. What I do is I make sure I get seven and a half hours of sleep. Mm. or on my days off, I sleep until I wake up naturally because rest is really important for mm. your brain to regenerate fresh and yeah. you're healthy. A lot of things go wrong when you don't get enough sleep. When I wake up, make my bed, brush my teeth, wash my face, then my husband and I do our boxing workout together. Mm. So that's body, right? I'm getting my heart rate going, endorphins, dopamine. I'm being active because I want my body to be healthy when I'm older. Right. So I live my life to the fullest. And then I do my stretching. I want to make sure that I'm flexible and I'm building this habit so that when I do audition for the NFL, my kicks look nice. I'm flexible. Once I do that, I like make breakfast or a coffee, Mm -hmm. go shower. Now Mm -hmm. it's mine. I go out to my balcony and I do my meditation routine, which is what you do as well, because it's manifestation routine so I sit out on my balcony I have my headphones in and I do my meditation which is about 10 to 15 minutes I prefer 10 minutes because for some reason the ones that are 10 minutes the guided ones I really resonate with them and then I do the EFT tapping yes then I do my journaling which is our gratitude and our intentions and then I sit with my tarot cards and I pull cards for myself I'm finally understanding how to listen to my intuition. And again, some people see tarot as like this crazy woo magic. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to laugh at my analogy, but tarot cards for me are just these in-depth fortune cookies. You go to Panda Express, you get a fortune cookie, and it says your business is going to be a success. And you're like, I'm starting a business. Oh my God, this is amazing. Yes. But it resonated. So you you love it. When it's like, you're going to have a new love in your life. I've been married for almost six years. So it didn't resonate. Guess what? You just let it go. Yeah. One of my favorite things in tarot, you say, take what resonates and leave what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right? Tarot doesn't have to be this whole thing where you're predicting your future. It's mm-hmm. a message from the universe you needed to hear. You weren't ready to hear, or it's just a message that you needed for that day, mm-hmm. or that people tend to overcomplicate things, mm-hmm. but it really is just a really in depth fortune cookie yes. that is serving you. So you just listen to your intuition, and that I feel has changed my spiritual journey because now I know when the card is saying something that I've been like putting off, I'm like, oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. Does that make sense? After the tarot, that was like me taking care of my mind. More of the mind is my business and Mm. learning and reading and listening to these YouTube videos that are teaching me about like editing or content creating, just growing. And then finally at night is soul and what fills my soul more than dance. And that's at night is when I start doing my training for the NFL, whether it's working on my kicks, taking a ballet online class, or taking a dance class. It's not even a morning routine anymore. It's literally my day is Mm -hmm. set around body, mind, and soul. Taking care of my body first thing in the morning, finding time to take care of my mind, work, which again, should be growing your mind in some way, shape, or form, and then soul, which is anything that fills my cup in a way that the other things didn't do, which Mm -hmm. is for me and you dance. I love and that's that. That's how I incorporate my spiritual everything yeah. into my day. My whole day is spiritual. It's so aligned. It's just like so balanced and it's equally like you pay attention to every aspect. So mm-hmm. I love how you 
established because for me like it took me a while as well it was an error like or like in a trial and an error until like like you said I have like I, ha- I have to at least since I still work like nine to five sometimes like I have to at least two hours to set my morning routine so I have to wake up two hours early before I leave the house and that sets my day that sets the tone of my day not to get caught up in this you know autopilot lifestyle so I'm always in the present and in the now and I love how you also exercise because for me I have a a specific day for that since you know I have to like squeeze in everything but most especially I have to make sure that my meditation routine is there every single day because without that I feel like my energy is so off I used to try to meditate and then work out I would be so zen that I'm all like yeah let's go like (laughs) I would feel tired after my workout and then yeah. I, don't know, I was all frazzled. But for me, the working out is great because I'm half asleep. Mm. Get up anyway. The working out is great. And then the stretching calms me down right mm. after all this adrenaline. And that's a great habit is to stretch after you work out. The body stuff is done. Let's yeah. get into the mind. So then now I'm all Zen mm-hmm. and that's what I just ignited myself for my work, which is why yeah. it's important for you to meditate before you work the nine to five yeah. so that you're not frazzled. You have your intentions, you have your efficiency, you're not procrastinating. If we don't meditate, we're just different people. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like meditation has been a journey for me. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people think meditation has to be you sit for an hour in like a dark room with a candle right it's just always the stigma it it can Mm -hmm. be an app I used to really like this app called stop breathe and think Mm -hmm. and then some people use calm some people use headspace Mm -hmm. I love using YouTube I literally just google 10 Mm -hmm. minute meditation not google YouTube so many I just want people to know that you can do whatever you need to do if you can only do five minutes do five minutes yeah some reason everyone has this expectation especially with spirituality that you've got to be gung-ho and all in it doesn't have to be like that fit it into your day until you can expand it yeah I feel like you embody this book thank you like (laughs) honestly for me I I know how it feels to be put in this pedestal where all the pressure is on you because I grew up in a family where you know you have to be a nurse and you have to take everything A plus because everyone in the family are doing A's like they're just like on top of their game so if you're not then you you don't belong and you you're you kind of like I felt that way so there's so much fear of me before that I always have to be on top of my game and and that fear of judgment that would like really that shattered me where when I went to college like I act out like literally I'm like I'm not gonna live in your expectations anymore so I stopped really just caring about anything it's just at that point of my life that was my lowest point and that was like the breakthrough of me not living into someone's identity or expectations so um with that being said I want to know what is your biggest failure or your biggest breakthrough in life that push you out of your comfort zone from you know Delilah being um a kid who always follows her parents like for an Asian you know for me uh, in my culture as a Filipino we have so much expectation in a family to be that person in the society so I want to know like what is that breakthrough and what what is your biggest lesson from it in order for me to touch base on that I have to tell you the story of why I'm not a pilot (laughs) when I was in high school, I leaned towards physics and I really loved my physics teacher. He really inspired me to pursue aviation, which for immigrant parents, they were like, what is this? You're supposed to be a doctor. At first they were against it. No, we need you to be a lawyer. We need you to be a doctor. No, like I really want to be in this program where I learn how to be a pilot. This is what I want to do. At first they weren't okay with it. And then here's the thing with Asian parents, unfortunately their generation, other people's opinions matter so much. It's not that their child wants to be a doctor or a lawyer. Mm -hmm. It's that they want other people to know their child is a doctor or a lawyer. Yes. And I know they only want the best for us. My parents turned around when they were with their friends. Oh, Delilah wants to go to this pilot school. What? That's amazing. Girls don't want to do that. Do you know what a big deal that is? And then all of a sudden they changed their tune. We're so supportive. Like we want you to do this. And it felt like not genuine, but at the same time, I was just happy to have their support. 
Yeah. So I, I got into this program, a college program that had you in class. So you had to take semesters of school and then come the summertime, you get to fly. So you work really hard during the semesters and then summertime you're at the hangar, you get to fly these Cessnas. All the lessons were amazing. I learned how to fly a plane. I learned how to take off. I learned how to land. Engine failure, it was so amazing. And I had the most fun doing it. Here's the really sad thing that happened, Cray, that I didn't realize at the time took me completely off the path. I had an ex-boyfriend and we always fought. I finally asked my parents to move back home. And when I was there, I had passed and completed my, my PPL private pilot's license. I passed the test and the license came home and it looks like a little passport. Yeah. It came from Transport Canada. Package came home and my mom had it. She she knew what it was. She's so excited. She's like, oh my God, like my daughter is a pilot. Not a lot of women can say that they can do that, let alone Vietnamese women. And she was so happy. And I was really excited. I'm getting emotional. But I open it and she's like, I'm so proud of you. And then go show your dad. I was like, no, dad doesn't care. My dad's always been, I don't know. It's just so hard to get approval from him and make him proud of me. It was just, look, already as a 19-year-old, I was already putting up this wall. I was like, no, dad doesn't care. And she's like, no, go show your dad. He was in the garage and I brought the license. I'm like, hey, dad, my license came. And he looked at it and he said, so this is what costed you $25,000. Mm. I'm trying to imagine like any father, yeah. how they would react. And it was just heartbreaking. And then <laughs> to make it worse, grabbed it back from him. Okay. Like I didn't even have a response and I went to my room. And then of course my mom heard this and she's pissed. Why can't you say anything nice to her? Why can't you be happy for her? And then I overheard him say, I don't see what's so special about that. Being a person that, you know, lived in their house and, worked so hard for this achievement and for it to just be overlooked mm -hmm. that was really hard and I didn't realize it at the time it actually started making me not see what I was doing as something worthy because my parents didn't see it as something worthy or sorry my father didn't see it as something worthy mm -hmm. so I started skipping class not studying I would come late to the hangar yeah. I would not have my lessons ready I would call in sick and pretend like I wasn't okay to go flying. I went from this person that was so excited about this journey to someone that just didn't care anymore. Yeah. And so I didn't know it had anything to do with my dad. I didn't know at the time. It takes us years to figure out what was the root cause of all this acting out or all this rebellion. And so I had a teacher that really cared about me and he, there's something off. Mm -hmm. You're not studying, you're not focused, like what's going on? And I actually lied and I said, oh, there's a lot of family drama going on and I can't study and I can't focus. And he was like, you want to take some time off and come back when you're ready, you're allowed to. Essentially, I just left the program. Yeah. Then I started dealing with all these <sighs> identity issues of, okay, if I'm not a pilot, what am I? If I'm not in college, I'm a college dropout. So I was very, very lost. When me and my dad are okay now, our relationship has mended, but I didn't talk to him for four or five years. I had to realize that in order for me to find happiness, I had to remove myself from the expectation that I was living under because living under that pressure cooker, I clearly cracked. It was too much because the pressure wasn't the kind that you need to light a fire under your butt. It was this pressure that just made you want to pull your hair out. Yes. Right? Because it's not aligned to you. I ended up meeting Nico because I started getting into fitness and I wanted to do my first fitness competition. I ended up working at a gym in sales. Fitness gave me a sense of I'm growing and I'm learning. I'm happy. And so I just followed that path and it brought me to California. I dealt with so much self-limiting beliefs and feelings of unworthiness feelings of being a failure in the eyes of my parents. As soon as I let them go and I realized I'm an adult, this is my life. Yes. I'm going to do what makes me happy. One day they're going to be happy for me. Yes. Okay. Because they're going to see that I'm happy and they're going to see that I'm a successful person and they're going to be happy for me. But unfortunately being the person they wanted me to be was never going to make me happy. Yeah. And I know you feel that too with all that pressure with your family. Yeah. For anyone kind of going through their own journey with identity, it's important for them to ask what makes them happy. Yeah. I spent some time off Instagram two years ago. I spent like six months off Instagram. Mm -hmm. And that question I asked myself was, who am I 
without the expectations of other people. Yes. I just had to spend time alone and ask who the hell is Delilah (laughs) and who does she want to be and what makes her happy? That was such a hard time in my life, early 20s, not having my parents support and not having their love. For me, when Father's Day comes, it's not like a celebrated holiday. You're seeing all these people that have the best relationships with their parents and you kind of resent them. Yeah. But then you feel guilty because like, am I supposed to have this relationship with my dad? Mm -hmm. You have to understand that I didn't get the unconditional love that these people got and that's okay my dad only loved me the way he knew how along the way forgave him we're okay now it took a long time that was a huge breakthrough for me was identifying where that trauma came from and it was that moment with my pilot's license giving it to my dad and that was so traumatic but also I'm so thankful that happened. I had to go through that to be where I am today. Everything happens for a reason. I know it sounds super cliche, but I was not meant to stay in that program because I am meant to be here in California. My breakthrough didn't happen, obviously, when that trauma happened, Mm -hmm. but the breakthrough happened when I sat down and I said, I want to be happy. And that means doing things that make me happy, not other people want me to do because everyone's gonna have an opinion of what you should do with your life and that reminds me of the story and I guess this is the breakthrough story that I had and it was son and a father are with their horse they're going through a village they're walking next to the horse and then in the village everybody's like they're so stupid why are they not riding the horse why are they walking the son gets on the horse and they go through the next village and then the villagers are like what an awful son to make his elderly father walk while he's on the horse (laughs) oh god and then the dad gets on the horse and the son's walking walks through the next village the villagers are like what an awful father like he cares more about himself than his son oh my god finally in the last village they're both on the horse yeah and the villagers are like what awful people to put that much pressure on the horse (laughs) (laughs) no matter what you do yeah someone's gonna have an opinion about it only opinion that matters is yours realizing i just need to do whatever i need to do and Mm -hmm. people are gonna talk but if you're authentic and you're aligned and you're happy Mm -hmm. no matter what people say it doesn't matter yes that comes from building your sense of identity your sense of self-worth your values just understanding you. My best advice for people is to figure that out and go on that journey Mm -hmm. because the more resilience that you build, the less other people affect you. But if you're not strong in self and in your heart, then your ego is fragile. And anytime anyone says Mm -hmm. something, you're going to readjust. But you need to set your GPS and be like, this is where I want to be and not care that this person's going that way and that person's going this way. Yes. I hope that helps. (laughs) I love that. I know how hard it was probably for you to get out from having that so much pressure to now living your fullest authentic self. And the way I see you're really thriving in all parts of your life. And I want to know what is fate for you and with your spiritual journey, how did it come about and what was your spiritual awakening and and how did that affect your lifestyle right now i love this question because you're gonna laugh (laughs) my spiritual journey started at a rave (laughs) wow i love edc and all these music festivals because first of all the energy is so loving and it's a community and you're having so much fun you're dancing you're free no one's judging you music is energetic at edc in 2018 and of course Again, this so relates to my trauma with my dad. EDC is always on Father's Day weekend, Mm. except for this year, they moved in May. My husband likes certain music and I like certain music, but we're really independent from each other. So if he wants to go see this DJ and I don't like that DJ, I just grab a friend and we go explore. And EDC has this, I want to call it like a marketplace. There was a lady doing a psychic reading. Ooh, (laughs) of all places. And I had never gone to a psychic before. I I bought crystals when I was a kid because I loved how they looked and I collected them but I didn't understand I sat down I paid like 20 bucks and she pulled a bunch of cards out and this is when I had just quit my job I had been working for four years managing a restaurant and I was trying to figure out what I wanted I did the tarot reading and let me tell you by the end of the reading crying all my rave makeup <laughs> everywhere and, I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> and in the cards she basically was like you are 
stuck right now. You are in this forest and there are so many paths you can take, but you're paralyzed. You can take any path and be happy, but you're just stuck here because you're afraid the path is wrong, but it doesn't matter. And she was also saying that my throat chakra, my solar plexus, and my third eye mm. either blocked or spinning the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. She was telling me that you need to sort out your issue with your father. Excuse me? Wow. <laughs> like, I didn't even know. <laughs> so she read me. This tarot reading just opened my eyes and she said, you need to deal with the issues of your dad. Okay, I'm going to push this aside because this Delilah didn't know how to deal with her feelings. This is two, three years ago. Pushing it down, pushing it down. This is what I was trying to tell you. Come Father's Day, I'm feeling all those resentment feelings because yeah. EDC used to be always on Father's Day. So I didn't have to think about Father's Day. Yeah. I'm busy. I'm busy dancing my life away and I don't have to think about my dad. But yeah. because this year the festival was early, come mm-hmm. Father's Day, I'm sitting there on my phone with all these people <laughs> saying happy Father's Day to their dad. All these feelings come up and I realize I have to deal with these feelings. Sarah lady told me I need to deal with my feelings. Mm. I just had this urge, a lump in my throat. He said, throat chakra. I need to let it out. And so I wrote a post on my story. And I wrote like, I don't know why I always feel this way come Father's Day and I never have to think about it. But if you're feeling like Father's Day just doesn't sit right with you, you're not alone. I feel this because I've tried to do what my dad wanted me to do and it it never worked out for me. And I talked about how the people who post about their dad, they they get unconditional love. And for me, I don't know what that feels like. And it's a a different kind of love. And I just don't have that relationship with my dad. I made that post five hours later, 30 DMs. And all these people were telling me, I felt the same way too. And I feel so guilty. I feel jealous that all these people have this relationship with their father. I don't want to say that we took the weight off of each other. Mm-hmm. I want to say we all helped each other carry that weight. Yes. So it felt lighter. The last DM of the day, also Vietnamese woman, because she's she's older than me. I went through this with my dad too, and I'm still going through it. I'm 35. It's still the same stuff. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that they're immigrants. Yeah. Come here, and they they just want what's best for us, and they don't know how to show love because that's what they receive from their dad, and so that's how they pass it on. For the first time, Cray, in five years, I understood my dad, and I forgave him. After that, everything aligned. I could see what I wanted to do. I started taking action. I wasn't stuck in this forest anymore. But it took that moment, which the lady told me I needed to have, realigned everything for me. Either having spiritual work done where someone can address. The points that are not in alignment and then knowing what to do from there. Yes. Yes. That was my spiritual breakthrough was this random tarot lady (laughs) at a music festival. Like, honestly, that is amazing. (laughs) Like, of all places, it's in EDC too. So that is crazy. And I feel like it's divine timing for you Mm -hmm. because, you know, like, I feel like that, I feel like that time you are probably yearning for that point of your life where you want to really get out of that feeling Mm -hmm. and and your intuition was telling you post this and now like the universe conspired with so many people to talk to you that day that Mm -hmm. this is how it is this is how I feel as well and that made you feel supported and comforted that you're not alone and and with that being said like for me because I felt alone in my journey as well when I had that breaking point where I would I would I don't feel accepted I was an outcast and found because of all of this pressure that my parents put me through and you're so right that because they're immigrant that they're in this survival mode which is not bad because like they wanted to be really to fit in 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 this new country where you know like it's a different type of thing for everyone but I resonate with that because that's how I understood my dad too now and and my mom. And when I mend my relationship with him with my deepest resentments, like what you said, I felt like I cut that energetic cord and everything out in me, like I live my life with this sense of freedom of not thinking about what they're going to tell me or what is best for me that they only know how. But what is best for me that I know I love and that will make me feel happy through my deepest core. So yeah, and you're living proof of that. So I love that. And 
I, you mentioned about crystals when you were younger. You bought crystals, and congratulations <laughs> for you launching your first ever two crystal bottles for your um, Light and Serenity Crystal Boutique. I want to talk about that because I feel like this will really inspire so many people. And you are really venturing from Delilah the pilot to the Crystal Boutique. So it's like, wow, like you just, you are a driving force. Like you just really a goal getter. So you just, you put, you're on point and everything. So let, can you tell us more about it? How did that come to life? When I was younger, I loved when the lesson was rocks. That was like my favorite science, but I always gravitated towards it. So when we would go to the Ontario Science Center Mm -hmm. in Toronto, I would just be living in the area that showcased all the crystals. Right. And I remember that memory as a kid. As I got older, I would, whenever I saw crystal stores, I would go in and I was always gravitated towards those stores. Mm -hmm. So once my spiritual journey happened, I ordered a chakra set and it was like from Etsy. I have all like seven and it came with sage comes and I'm unboxing everything. (laughs) God, I'm so excited. And I didn't know how to use them. I thought you just put them down, put them on. And as I threw the box away, there was something like rattling. Wait, I got everything that I've ordered and I looked and it was a, a pendulum. I want to ask you, like, have you ever used a pendulum? No, but one of my friends did it for me one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's to see, like, you know, if my chakras are balanced or yeah. This was like the first time I truly saw yeah. my own eyes. This is how it works. And this is freaking magical. Yes. <laughs> I pulled up this blog. How do I use it? She said, ask the pendant. It will help you with the questions that you have and show you what you need to work on. So I asked the crystal. I like set my intention with it and I laid down. Root was first, right? So I put it over my root and it starts spinning. What is happening? <laughs> Looking around the room. <laughs> it actually will move because it's a magnetic goal. What is the meaning of the way it's spinning or how it's spinning? Mm -hmm. My understanding, and and again, anyone who does Reiki or does crystal healing can correct me, but this is from my understanding is in a female body and a male body, it bends differently. Mm -hmm. What I found was you pretend like you have a clock on your chest Mm -hmm. and you you can determine if it's clockwise or counterclockwise. Mm-hmm. So I put it over each point and I, and I would see if it was clockwise or counterclockwise. Yeah. I found the chart that said what it's supposed to spin like on a female body. If it jerks, that means it's either blocked or something's off. Right. Um, if it spins really small, if it spins really big, it's almost like a gauge, right? To mm-hmm. see how it's working. When I got the box, it was after EDC, but before my whole Father's Day post. The ones the lady told me were the ones spinning the wrong way. The solar plexus, the throat, and my third eye. So that was before my Father's Day post. After my Father's Day post, Cray, Mm. they were all fixed. Wow. I remember checking a little box saying which one was spinning correctly. After my thing with my dad, didn't think about my pendulum come end of August. I was like, oh, let me check in with my body. Pull the pendulum out and they were all aligned. And then after that, all these things were happening where I won a high performance coaching program on YouTube. And that course helped me grow my husband's business. We moved and we bought a house. It was all these things happened in alignment. That was kind of the moment where I was like, these crystals have a function and they have wisdom them and they have an energy to them mm-hmm. and so for me it was my private practice this is something that was very I, I want to say intimate for myself it took a long time for me to be like okay I'm ready to share it with the world I'm ready to talk about it I'm ready to show this version of myself mm-hmm. you understand where you want to have something for yourself before you're ready to share it with the world yes so crystals have always been that for me and I feel like I had to go through that before I was ready to share it with the world while I was home for COVID, I asked myself, what do I want to do? What do I want to share with the world? How do I follow my light and be open to abundance? Mm-hmm. And I literally looked at my balcony. I sit around and play with these crystals. I play with them and collect them. They bring me so much joy. And I want to let others feel that too. Yes. And I'm learning so much about them. Ashley always says this about me where I love paying attention to detail and I love writing descriptions and I love sharing that I want to have an Instagram where I share these lessons mm-hmm. while also sharing these crystals and learning about the crystals and then putting that information out there. So someone who's new can also feel the love and experience the joy that I'm experiencing. When I look at my page, I want to be the Instagram page that I needed when I first started crystals. 
Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. It's kind of like for my younger self, for people to be able to feel comfortable learning about it and not think that it's like out of this world or anything like that. Right. I love that. Congratulations again. Like I felt the moment when you told me that, oh, I'm going to launch this product. And I was just, I felt that energy because you're very genuine in everything that you do. So this is something like personal. And it's also like bringing so much light in the community, which you've already been doing. (laughs) So um, last two questions. Who are the three people who have been most influential for you? That would be one, my husband, mm-hmm. two, Ashley, and three, I want to say it's Tom Bilyeu, Nico, my husband, because he's always been this like go-getter and he teaches me that I have this problem with procrastination and planning. I want to have things perfect before they go out into the world, but he teaches me that it's never going to be perfect, Yeah, but you need to just do it so you can learn, take actions, because it cures fear. He's just been so amazing teaching me those lessons because he does not care about what other people think about mm-hmm. him. He is true to himself, knows what he does, is in service of people's highest good. Yeah. And that's all that matters. And he's very abundant mm-hmm. because of that. And then Ashley, because I feel like with Ashley taking me under her wing, mm-hmm. she made me realize that you don't have to be anything but coachable to grow. Yeah. She's taking me who all I had going for me was that I was willing to learn and that I was coachable. So she's been so inspirational to me because she saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Yes. She pulled that out of me. And now I'm like, dang, like I can take on the world. Yeah. I wanted to, as long as I am coachable and willing to learn and I'm not afraid to make mistakes. And then Tom Bilyeu, he just has this platform that he's sharing what works for him and what helps him grow. And that's how I learned about the books, Grit and Mindset and all these amazing authors. His channel and what he does allows me to find the resources that helps me grow. I love that Uh, last question so what is your advice to your 21 years old self Ooh, wow okay (laughs) (laughs) I know I would tell my 21 year old self that everything's gonna be okay (laughs) at 21 you expect everything to be right and you expect to be on this path and that the path is straight yeah It's really not. I think that if anything, I would go back to my younger self before 21. Inner child work, you and I both do a lot of shadow work, which is just working through our issues. I would tell her any version of myself that you can do anything that you want to. And the only person stopping you is yourself. In one of my more recent meditations, yeah. I I noticed that I was self-sabotaging my NFL training. Yeah. I know that sounds kind of weird, but I would do so much and then I would have a day where I wasn't perfect and then I would just like fall off for like three days. And here's the thing with spirituality is that mm-hmm. what it teaches you is self-awareness. Be more aware of like what you're doing. So I noticed I was self-sabotaging. Why am I going crazy and then all of a sudden like I'm I don't want to do it what is stopping me why do I feel unworthy of this goal and this dream because clearly it's rooted in something like you and I know that I did a meditation and laid down I had some calming music in the back and I imagined me right now floating out of my body imagine like Peter Pan I'm floating all the way to like my past self whether it was 21, like you said, or for me in this instance, saw the school that I went to when I was in like third grade. Mm-hmm. I saw the lesson was dance. Me as Delilah now at 28 saw myself 20 years ago trying to learn choreography to like crazy in love. Yeah. <laughs> the song that me and my friends were trying to learn the lesson for PE class was dance. Mm-hmm. And I remember kind of seeing myself look at like my two friends. One was a rhythmic gymnastic athlete and one was a dancer. I thought to myself, like, this isn't for me. Like, I'm not meant to dance. Like, I don't have any talent and da 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 da. Like, going off this emotional moment that stuck with me my whole life. So, in the meditation, what I did was I waved at my little self, <laughs> brought her to that little room, and I, Delilah, don't feel like this defines you later on. You're going to learn how to dance. You're going to get over it. You're going to make so many new friends doing it. You're going to have the best time and it's going to make you feel so good. You're meant for that spotlight if that's what you want. 
no one can take that away from you. So I had this moment with like my younger self in that meditation. When I brought my Peter Pan self back, I was crying. I was in tears. It was going back far enough to undo that inner child trauma that I had just feeling so embarrassed, so rejected, feeling all this failure and shame and telling myself that it's gonna be okay. And then ever since then, my training has been much more aligned. I'm very close to my splits. Woo! When I take classes, I know I'm growing versus before I was afraid. For my 21-year-old self, which is the question you asked, would be to learn how to do the shadow work. Yes. Sit down with your feelings, write them out, journal them out, cry them out, because it's there. And if you don't shine light into it, mm. it always kind of haunt you and follow you. Exactly. I can't believe that this one gym class I had when I was in the sixth grade has been following me my whole life. Now I feel like I'm worthy. If I don't make it, it's okay. Yeah. I'm going to keep going until I do. Yeah. If I had to tell myself any advice, it would be to do the inner work. Yes. Thank you so much for that <laughs> advice. Like there's so much lessons that I took in this interview. Just by you talking about your tips, it's just like mind blowing. Thank you so much. Um, can you tell all of our listeners where to connect with you online or any social media handle? On my YouTube, you can find me uh, if you search Delilah Jasmine. I am growing on there and I'm working on being more consistent. One day I want that channel just to be where you could go for advice and mm. routines, things that make you feel refreshed. On my Instagram, it's at Miss Delilah and there's like three A's. <laughs> yeah. and my business is at Light and Serenity. That's where you can find the serenity bottle the water bottle with the crystals on the bottom and then i'm also going to be doing instagram crystal sales on there as well <laughs> oh my gosh so many good things happening right there thank you so much so proud of you pray I, I know we talked about the podcast a while back and you were asking questions and I just want to say I'm just so proud that you took action and made this happen you're connecting with so many people that you're meant to connect with you've grown so much since I met you that day I called you out to dance all of it it's just been inspiring to watch your growth that's what I want to see from everybody that is what I want from my YouTube and for my Instagram page is for people to see me living in my light and then also for them knowing that they can live in their light as well Wow, guys, I hope this episode served you so much as much as it did for me. And I hope you took a lot of lessons or any tips that really resonated with you. I am really thankful for Delilah for she really bared her soul in this episode. It made me more connected to her more than ever. She's really beautiful inside and out. And if you love this episode, please rate and subscribe down below. And also, share your biggest takeaway in your story and tag me and Delilah so we can see it. Follow Delilah on Instagram and her new crystal boutique for her next sale and other announcement. All of the links that you need are on the description below. So thank you everyone for tuning in. See you again on my next episode. Gratefully, Cray.